listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 25th of January 2023. Later, the Australian dollar breaches 71 US cents and that's because of today's inflation data, which showed annual CPI up 7.8%. That's the highest in three decades, driven by domestic holiday and travel, new home costs and petrol prices. But has inflation peaked? And what does it mean for interest rates? For more, I spoke earlier with Bessa Detta. She is the Chief Economist at St George. Bessa, what's driving inflation and how much of it has to do with consumer demand and how much external factors? Well, Ricardo, it's a combination of both. Uh, what we did see in the December quarter is that goods inflation moved a tad lower on an annual basis, but still running at a very elevated level. So this improvement in supply chain disruptions and also the weight of higher interest rates is still moving through very gradually. Now, troubling for the Reserve Bank is that inflationary pressures have broadened out. In fact, only 10 of 11 major categories Actually, 10 of the 11 major categories saw, you know, price increases on an annual basis above 3%, which is the top of the Reserve Bank's uh, inflation ban. But also troubling is that services inflation has started to accelerate and, in fact, uh, posted its strongest growth rate on an annual basis since 2008. And services inflation can be trickier to bring down because it's slower moving. So I think today's report would be troubling for the RBA. We know that this is for the December quarter, so it's backward looking. Annual inflation at 7.8%. It's more than some people expected, but still less uh, less than the peak the RBA expected at 8%. So has inflation peaked? I don't think we can be fully convinced that it has peaked. It was our view that it would peak in the December quarter, but I'm not sure when you slice today's data you can be fully convinced that it has peaked. The peak may well occur in the current quarter that we're in, which is the March quarter. Uh, However, as we move through 2023, we should see inflation moderate because goods inflation should continue to moderate as global supply chain Uh, disruptions improve, commodity prices come down, but also the weight of high interest rates working through consumer demand through the economy. But when inflation is so elevated and it's broadening out and spreading out to services inflation, then it can be stickier and it can be more challenging to bring it down. And and that is really one of the problems, I guess, that is facing now uh, the RBA Okay, so let's talk about the RBA. To bring inflation down, you need to continue to lift interest rates. We've already seen eight consecutive interest rate rises. What does this inflation result mean for a the February board meeting? Is a, a rate rise a done deal? And if you are um, assuming or predicting that potentially we may not have seen a peak then, will we see continued rate rises? I think today's report, Ricardo, really means that they must go uh, when they meet in February. It's uh, almost a done deal and certainly the reaction in financial markets uh, suggests that market participants also think that's the case. Uh, You indicated or mentioned that you know, the headline result was below the RBA's forecast, but if we have a look at the underlying measure, the trim mean, 
which is one measure they really focus on, uh, it was higher than the RBA's forecast. And in fact, the RBA also provides a confidence interval, which is a range of possible outcomes. And the 6.9% annual result for uh, trim mean, which was even brushing the top of that, I think. So that would make them very uncomfortable and would almost certainly, I think, make February uh, a done deal. And I think that it does raise the risk that more tightening is needed beyond February. That's been our long-term view, uh, but also you need to look at employment data, wages growth data. And I think the other bit of the puzzle, Ricardo, is that consumer spending growth is still pretty resilient. And so I think that also leans to the case for the RBA to do a bit more tightening to try and slow consumer demand and slow um, inflation pressures. Besser data there, the Chief Economist at uh, St George. Now, the Australian share market did fall on the news, the ASX200 at 7,468. That's a decline of a third of a percent today. For more, I spoke earlier with Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners. Look, moves in the market is definitely seeing more weakness across some of the consumer names. Um, the market definitively turned negative after the inflation data. But then on the flip side, the Australian dollar also jumped quite dramatically, tipping above 71 US. What's your take on the currency market? Yeah, so this is as a result of inflation. So if the inflation is higher than expected, probably just means the interest rate needs to go higher than what market is expecting. And that just means there's more strength and support for the Australian dollar. So, um, you know, that's why we're seeing the quite a nice jump at that point. So now, um, we uh, current market is expecting RBA to increase another 50 basis points. So 25 in February and 25 in March. Now, with the inflation number uh, sort of surprised on the upside, probably means there could be another one. Um, you know, j- just simply means there's a lot of support for a stronger Aussie dollar. So in this environment, where do you see the opportunities for investors? Look, opportunity for investors is really you need to stick to the companies whose earning will continue to grow in this sort of environment. Now, um, you have to sort of steer away from companies' earnings that is more exposed to the economic slowdown. So retail companies, you have to be very careful. They're just coming off a very strong Christmas, but next six months it's looking, going to look very, very tough when consumer has high interest bill to pay. Um, so you want to steer towards more companies like um, the healthcare, um, things like CS. Sell. These companies will grow regardless whether there's a slowdown or not. So in this environment, where do you see the opportunities for investors? Look, reopening of China's story is going to be very well, very critical for the Australian economic activity. China is a big component and big purchase, big purchaser of a lot of Australian product and produce and services. Um, and our view is that while at the beginning of the reopening, like every other economy, is going to be bumpy, but over the next twelve months, the uh, the trend is definitely for reopening. So that means there will be more uh, travellers to Australia. There will be more students coming to Australia. There will be more potentially more purchase of Australian products because the borders open, um, maybe more migrants. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of positive things coming through. Um, look, you know, right now it's China's Lunar New Year. Everything's a little bit shut and, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a bit of uh, a sort of increase in COVID and everything within China. But this is short-term issue. We were through it. And uh, over the next 12 months, it's all means very positive for the Australian economic activity. Jinbei Lu there from Tribeca Investment Partners. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. 
content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.